Hey there, and welcome to High Vibe In It. I'm Lindsay Robinson, hypnotherapist and success mindset expert. And I'm Kelsey Aida, inspirational author and blogger slash manifesting expert. And we're best friends who are inspired to create a self-development podcast with a spiritual twist. To us, living a high vibe life is all about creating with intention, prioritizing how you feel, and making empowered choices that support your highest potential. Every week, we're here to help you learn how to live a more aligned, inspired life, start owning your power, and manifest the life of your dreams. Visit highvibeinit.com to connect with us on social media and learn about more ways we can help. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms so you never miss an episode. Now, we have a ton of value to offer you today, so let's dive in. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. You are listening to High Vibe In It with Kelsey Aida and Lindsay Robinson. We have a really great episode for you today, as usual. <laughs> and this week, it's just me and Linz, and we thought we would go to town on the topic of feng shui, because now that everyone is spending more time at home, a lot of you I know are working from home when maybe you didn't before, um, it's really important that we feel good in our space and that we love being home, especially when we have to be home so much more of the time. And feng shui, if you don't know, is the ancient art of basically arranging your space so that the chi, the prana, the energy can flow in a really harmonious, beneficial way so that you can feel good, so that you can manifest your best life. So feng shui really ties into manifesting in a huge, huge way, and we'll get to that. But we kind of figured since I'm like really obsessed with feng shui and Lindsay's like a little bit obsessed with feng shui, that Lindsay would ask me some questions and I'll kind of act like the guest today. And we'll just go to town on feng shui tips and tricks and things that can help you feel better in your home, especially now that we're halfway through the year and you're spending more time there and it's summer, like it's just time. It's time to feng shui. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're just so funny. Now's um, the time. Now's the time. Yes. Let's take a stand on feng shui. So <laughs> I know as much as, I don't know if I know more or less than the average Joe with, when it comes to feng shui. Like I know some of the colors, I know some of where, like, of course, the things that are most important to me are the things I know exactly where to put. Like, for my, I'm in my office, my business, um, I know what to put in the money corner and like where the money corner is and stuff because that's what I want to bring in. Now, in my living room, I might have different focuses. Like, isn't there like a family section, right? Mm -hmm. Or like connection or something like that. So that yeah. would be more of a priority. Now, we're going to go over the basics, right? And so yeah. everybody can kind of be on the same page with what's important to them and what they want to make sure. But we also, I feel like are inevitably going to talk about and should talk about what happens if you put something that's not supposed to go there. Um, Cause that can also affect the space. And we've all walked into rooms or into houses where we're just like, you can feel the energy either in a good way or in like a, Oh, this is like negative, but not necessarily that the, the people are negative or the houses, but the energy is negative. Like I've certainly felt that way in my own house when my husband, I'm sorry, I love you, Abel. My husband decided to put the couch <laughs> horizontally in front of the front door because we had a very small apartment in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And so we had a big giant couch that he inherited from his parents. And he put it side, like at, right as you walk in the front door, you have a huge couch right in front of you. And you had to like <laughs> walk around it to sit down and like watch the TV, which was on the 
while uh, directly opposite. So it was just like, I, we had it against the wall, which felt so much better, but he decided, well, no, cause you can see the TV straight on. And that was just like, I could feel that. And I'm sure everyone can get on board with that idea. Like, even if you don't know what the map is completely, you know, the feelings. And so today Kelsey's going to help us hopefully figure out how to open up the space and allow the energy to flow in a nice light way. Right. Yeah, well, think of it this way, going back to your couch example and how everyone can kind of sense what's better feng shui and what's not based on like how you feel. Like having your back to the door is never a great feel. Right. Because you don't know what's going to come in. You don't know who's going to come in. It feels very unsafe. You feel unprotected. And if you just think of when you go to a restaurant, like everyone wants the same table because that table has the best feng shui. It's like, the back corner, the comfy booth with the big You can see seats. the whole restaurant. You see the whole restaurant. You're really far from the door. Like that's the position of power in any room where you can see the incoming and outgoing quote unquote opportunities that the door represents. And also you can be like the king or queen of your space and be really safe where your back is protected at all times. So that gives you like the upper hand and that is like a position of power so in your office and in your living room and in your bedroom you always want to be able to see the door from wherever you're sitting or I laying. can see it from my zoom <laughs> camera yeah and if you can't see it like let's say if the door is behind you you can at least put a mirror somewhere in mm -hmm. front of you so you can see the door even if the door is behind you so that is a feng shui hack right off the bat where Basically, there's a cure in yes. feng shui for everything. So if you can't figure out how to get it to be lined up in accordance with feng shui, there's always like a trick where you can kind of maneuver things to make it work. And mirrors are a good tool, but they're also a really complicated tool. Like there's so many rules when it comes to mirrors. I don't even want to get into that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a great point. Everyone's experienced this already. Like you can tell mm -hmm. when a space feels better or it feels worse, or it feels lighter, or it feels more dense, or it feels more energized, or it feels more um, like sleepy, you know? And in different rooms, you want them to feel different ways. Like you don't want your living room to have the same energy as your bedroom, because right. your bedroom is for like sleeping and making love. And well, that's what my bedroom's for. And then like your living room is for maybe um, hanging out with friends and family, you know, watching TV, playing games. It's more of like an active yeah. energy, which would be considered yang, a yang energy. And then in the bedroom, you want it to be more yin energy, like relaxing. Okay. Slow, so tell us the difference between the yin and the yang energies. Yeah. So it's basically the like universal principle of yin and yang, masculine and feminine, the sun, the moon. So Yin energy is the feminine energy, which is more slow, which is more dark. Well, I'm using feng shui terminology here, which is more um, maybe small, which has less moving objects. Um, it's just like yin rooms are the ones that you want to relax in, basically. So like a man cave would be like a really yin room. Like usually it's in the basement, like there's a big comfy couch. Like they just lounge around in there. Um, it's kind of like denser energy. It might be a little bit darker. There's not a lot of windows. And then yang energy would be like, right now I'm looking at my living room. It has tons of natural light. Um, 
there's a horizontal plant horizontal things represent yang energy um there's just right, hold on hold on do you mean vertical yes because <laughs> i look do you saw my hands <laughs> and i know that things that grow straight up are more masculine energies yes. anyway so i was like wait i think she's talking about yes. up and down okay my go ahead bad. that's <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah so Proceed. more vertical stuff has to do with yang energy so this could be like a big armoire or like a palm tree or a snake plant or a bookshelf or something like that um and yang energy is also just more um light bright fast moving um energized i would say so the yin is the black part of the yin yang yes and I just the yang two two is together. the white part i believe if I'm not mistaken, yeah, I think you're correct. So it doesn't mean you can't have things of both in each room, right? I mean, you definitely need to have balance in each room, but there's going to be like a skew towards one way or the yeah. other. Because if you look on... at the yin yang, it's like a whole bunch of one color and a little dot of another. So I mm -hmm. don't, I think that's, and I'd never thought about that before until this conversation, but I think that's just saying like, of course you should have uh, an offset of something else, but just know that the majority is going to be this default energy. Interesting. Yeah. See, it's all coming together. It all ties in like numerology ties into feng shui a lot too, because like the numbers on your house represent certain things when you add them up and bring it down to a single digit. So like, for example, my house is three zero six. So three and six together make nine. So my house would be a number nine house. Weird. And number okay. nine comes with its whole range of energies and purposes and benefits. And why is that weird? Because I'm doing mine right now. Oh. So five, nine, oh, five is a one plus a nine, which would be a 10, which would be a one. Correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. So mine's a one. I don't know what that means, but well, it's a one. Google it. I always <laughs> just go on Google and I say feng shui number one house or feng shui cool. number three house or whatever. And you can find lots of articles that demonstrate the significance of that number. And different houses with different numbers are good for different types of people during different stages of life. So for example, I was thinking of moving into a new apartment and the one that I was considering added up to a three. So it would be a house number three. And it said, in number three houses, they're really good for active people who want to be more social. But the shadow side is like, you might not get a lot of work done. Like you might yeah. be really busy partying and entertaining. So like, if that's your goal to get work done, like maybe a number three house is not the best to move into. But if you're trying to be more social and make new friends, like maybe it is. Hang you on, Cal. So I used to live in 110 and a half maple. So how would I add that up if it's a half? I've never dealt with half numbers. I feel like if I was going to do that, I would just disregard the half. Okay. So it would just be the main number. Got it. I know because it's, it's still like the number of like your building. Yeah. You know, it's pretty common in the Midwest for there to be like half numbers. Yeah. I've lived in a couple of them. So instead of I like an wondered. A or a B or something. Yeah. 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 Exactly. 110 and a half. Well, actually, yeah. I think it was because they're the old timey like. Like everything's connected if you went to like mm -hmm. the wild west how everything would be connected that's how it looked when i lived it probably in ohio too right all that probably. connected stuff oh, i you mean, live in like a modern city i live in a city so if you go to the more smaller like towns and stuff i bet you anything you'll see that connected building where the stairs are on the outside going up but each building has like a half for the 
for the doorway in between each store. Oh. <laughs> There's like Please. a half. It's so funny. Anyway, so um, I don't want to go over the whole map because I feel like that would take up a lot of time and we can link it. You know, we can show people the reference point that they can kind of go over themselves. Um, but let's talk about if you're, let's say you're stepping into a new space or you're thinking about feng shuiing your place. What are the first things that you think of? What are the okay. first things you should do? Yeah, so the first thing you should do if you are about to feng shui your space is you want to start with decluttering, cleaning, cleansing the energy, mm -hmm. and just getting rid of all the unnecessary stuff. Because yeah. in feng shui, clutter is the number one enemy. And anytime you go into a space that's so cluttered, like you can feel how much more dense and busy it feels. Yeah. And that's just not great for the nervous it blocks. system. It blocks whatever you're trying to bring in. So. And if there's so much stuff in your house, energy really can't flow properly and you're going to feel bogged down. And it's interesting because feng shui works both ways. So let's say in your mind, you feel really cluttered. That's going to translate into your space mm -hmm. looking really cluttered. Or vice versa, if your space gets really cluttered, it could make your mind feel really cluttered. It's like when you're happy, you smile, yep. or you could smile and it makes you happy. Like it goes in both directions and it's like everything is energy, right? So whatever's going on on your inside is directly reflected on your outside via your space. So if your space feels really fresh and clean and happy and energized and light, like that's probably a reflection of how you're doing in your life. If you're really depressed, you might become a hoarder. There might be really unhealthy food I seriously food thought everywhere. you were going to say a whore. No. If you're depressed, <laughs> you might become a whore. She, no, no, that's not I mean, where you were going. And usually I'm depressed people have a low libido, so you probably wouldn't become a whore. <laughs> What's the opposite of a whore? A nun? Oh, gosh. Thank God. But what okay. I was trying to say is if you're on the other end of the spectrum, let's say you're really depressed. Like I know when I have days where I don't feel good, like the first thing to go is my house. Like the dishes start mm -hmm. piling up. There's clothes everywhere. The windows aren't open. Like the best thing you can do to start in your house, to go back to your question, is to declutter and get rid of stuff. So I want to dive into a few questions that can help you do that because I know that it's easier said than done for some people to let go of things or to figure out what they're going to need in the future or what they still need or somebody gave this to me, should I keep it or not? Like all of those things. So I actually wrote an article about this on my blog and it's called eight questions to help you declutter for clarity. So I'll just dive into a few of them, not all eight, but if you want to read them, go to kelseyaida.com and then find the search bar and then just search for declutter. And it's like the only article about that. So it should pop up. But some of my favorite questions to ask are to go through your house and look at every item and be like, does this bring joy to my life? Or is it something that makes my life easier? So for example, a kitchen hey, Marie knife. Kondo does that. Is that what right. does she do? Feng shui, or is it just like organization? Do you know? It is feng shui. It yeah. is. Oh, got yeah. it. Okay, this is definitely like a Marie Kondo jam for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> for me, like a kitchen knife, I don't really love cooking. So when I look at a kitchen knife, I'm like, oh, this brings so much joy to my life. But it does make my life easier because without a knife, it's going to be really hard to <laughs> cut anything. To, you just have to gnaw it. Just <laughs> just chew it until it's broken. You up. know. But then it's like. 
some of my houseplants, like they don't really make my life easier, but they definitely make me feel better and they bring joy to my life. So of course I got to keep those around. That's why I put them in here. Love it. So it's like, does it bring joy um, or does it help make your life easier? I like that. You know, if it doesn't do any of those things to serve a purpose, then why is it in your house? You know? Right. And then questioning, why is this here? Is this here because I feel guilty to get rid of it because my stepmom gave it to me. Um, not a good reason to keep something, by the way. <laughs> and then something good that you can go into if you run into that dilemma is like, could someone else put this to better use than me? Could mm -hmm. someone else be needing this more than I need it? And then you can donate it and then you feel better. Like, oh, well, I wasn't going to use it, but now somebody else can. Right. You know, reduce, reuse, recycle people. That's what I, I like say. that. So what if stepmom comes over and she's like, hey, where's that salad bowl I gave you? I mean, then, I have no remorse. I would just be like, oh, I don't know. Or, <laughs> or I gave oh, it to I a friend who it. really loved it or it broke. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I, I don't like to keep things in my house that people give me if I really don't love them. Um, yeah. I think you get to a certain age where you're just like, I don't have time to it also comes with that like people pleasing side, you know. Right. I used That's to like be a the codependent person that was like, if you like have to keep everything everyone gives you. I used to be the person that was like, well, let me just keep it in this drawer in case they ever like, I don't want them to feel bad. But then I'm like, you know what? I don't have time. I don't have time to worry about what someone else is going to think about right. what I have in my house for five minutes and then they're right. going to leave and never think about it again. Exactly. So, yeah, it just comes a point where you're just like, what would make me feel good? And what would make me feel good is getting it out. And everybody also knows the feeling of when they do declutter and get rid of stuff, how good does that feel? Like you feel your, your energetic body knows what's going on and they can definitely feel. Yeah. I mean, the that's release, the appeal you know? of minimalism is the less mm -hmm. physical stuff you have that is created from dense physical energy, the more light you're going to feel because you have less baggage, literally. <laughs> that's the whole point. And everyone's practiced minimalism when they go on a trip. You know, you just bring that week's worth of clothing, you bring your toothbrush, you bring your favorite hairbrush, like yeah. you just bring the essentials and you have a great time. And then you come home to all your other stuff that you don't really actually need. Gosh, that's you know? so true. Like if you've yeah. ever been on a vacation, you've already practiced minimalism and essentialism like at its finest. Yeah, I'm terrible at packing though. I'm just like, how many pairs of shoes do I need? Well, <laughs> I might need, <laughs> I might want to wear this. Things I've never worn in like six months. I'm like, I might want that. Right. Okay. So speaking of six months, another great question to ask yourself is, have I used this in the last yeah. year? I, I was going to say six months, but some places are seasonal. So sometimes you won't use things for six months, but yeah. a year is going to cover the whole four seasons. So if you haven't used it in a year, you really don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> like someone else could be putting this to good use. It's just taking up space in your house. It's dragging you down unnecessarily. And uh, we don't need that. Ain't nobody got time for that. So See, here's my problem used with it that. in a year. It's got to go. Here's, here's my like attachment to holding on to stuff is the second I get rid of it, I look for it without even knowing I'm looking for it. Maybe it's like a, maybe it's like a subconscious thing where I'm like, oh, of course, now I want to wear it when I've gotten rid of it two months ago. Has that ever happened to you where you get rid of something and then you finally like get the idea to wear it and you don't have it anymore? No. No, it <laughs> happens to me all the time. 
because I, I actually get the nerve to throw stuff out. And then I'm like a week or two later, I'm like, oh yeah, what happened to that shirt? Oh man, <laughs> like, <laughs> I just threw it away or threw it out or donated it or something. No, um, but I like it's just a small wardrobe. So I usually don't miss things. Yeah. I'm see, I'm the kind of person that needs like five favorite shirts and I'm good forever. That's not a Comfortable lot. shirts. That's perfect. No, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm minimalist with clothes, but like if I get rid of something, it's like, oh, there goes my number five shirt. Sorry. <laughs> so you don't have that many to begin with. I just, so. uh, well, I do, but I hoard, I just keep them in the closet and take up space. So that's a good idea. Don't get me wrong. Everybody should definitely do this. And it's just a small feeling. Like once it happens, I'm like, oh man, I don't have that shirt. I forget about it. And then it's like, it's like right. the last stitch effort to like wear it. And then you're like, okay, well, never mind. Right. On to the next. Yes. So those are a few of my questions to start with. Is it useful? Do you love it? Have you used it in the last year? Can someone else benefit from it more than you? Taking the more selfless approach that'll make you feel good. Um, and yeah, start there and also like deep clean. Like I'm talking dirt. I'm talking bleach in the bathroom. I'm talking mopping the floors, um, cleaning the windows, cleaning opening the, the windows, cleaning out the fridge cleaning the um, baseboards, like deep clean is so good for the chi in your house. And then if you want to talk about energetically cleansing, that's when you can start to use your sage. You can smudge some sage. You can use Palo Santo. If you don't want to do smoke, they make those in sprays. So you can spray it and mist it around. Um, yeah. And letting light into your house is the number one way to cleanse the energy. So open the windows, open the blinds. I love opening the windows. Yeah, it feels good. Totally. Even when it's, I love like actually opening and getting like the breeze in too, though. Right. It's really important for us to get fresh air. We don't get enough fresh air. Oh, totally. Especially us city folk, just always inside. And then it's if true. it's too hot, we have the AC on, so you're not getting fresh air. And then if it's too cold, you have the heat on, so you're not getting fresh air. And it's not good. No, it's not good. I'm even tempted, like in the 110 degree weather, to just just for like 10 minutes, open both doors in my house yeah. so that there's like a cross breeze, you know, just, just to cleanse it out. And then we kick the air back on. Cause oh well, my if you gosh. think about a breeze, like it's literally going to blow the chi from one end of the house to the other, like cycle it out, like filter your home basically. And that's why it feels so good afterwards. You're like, ah, the energy is refreshed. Dripping with sweat, but refreshed. <laughs> Any, <Yes>. Anyone <laughs> who lives in like the Southern or like Southwest will know what I'm talking about. It is so hot right now. What is it like over there right now, Kelsey? It's warm. It's in the 80s. It's nice. Oh, the 80s. I would kill for the 80s. <laughs> At 4 a.m., it's 97 degrees. So stupid. Wow. Who decided? Like, come on. <laughs> that global is not a good idea. Decided. Anyway, yes, fresh air. <laughs> global warming decided for us. Um, fresh air, making sure that it's light and bright as much as possible just to cleanse the energy. I like the idea of um, burning sage, Palo Santo. And I also, I actually have the spray. Um, sage as well. Um, the energy is the same and it's a lot less like smoky. So you guys should definitely look into that. Um, what else? What else do we do? Well, what I want people to know is that the feng shui experts say that 33%, so a third of your manifesting power stems from the feng shui of your space, meaning your home or your office or wherever you spend the most time. And the theory is 
it affects your manifesting to that degree because you spend at least a third of your life in your house and that is when you're asleep. Mm. So by default, at least a third of your energy you're spending in this place and the energy of your place is affecting your energy and vice versa, like how I said, it works both ways. So that's why you really want your home to feel clean and balanced and harmonious so that you can translate that energy into your real life. But the other cool thing about feng shui is you can use it in the manifesting purpose for like setting intentions and doing that in each area of your home that correlates to that thing in your life. So in feng shui, there is a bagua, which is basically a map that shows how your space is broken up according to feng shui and each chunk of your space is correlated to an area of your life. So for example, the back left corner of your house or any room, because you can overlay the bagua onto a room or from the, the whole door. building. So yeah, so let's say you're entering in from the front door, you just open the front door, you're looking in. The back left corner of the house or of the room is your prosperity corner. So this has to do with creating wealth, creating abundance, not so much about paying the daily bills and all that nitty gritty, but it's more about like multiplying your finances. More than enough. Yeah. Yeah. Having more than enough. So this is why when you go to like Chinese restaurants, you might see like one of those cats that has like the moving arm. So moving objects are really good in the prosperity corner because they kind of like stir the chi. Like there's always like That's why the hand moves on the cat. Yeah, and that's why what? like fountains are so good for this area because fountain has moving water and water can represent abundance and like fountain is like overflowing of water. So it's like an overflowing of money and overflowing mm-hmm. of prosperity. Um, also like jade plants, well, jade because it has round leaves, but round leafed plants for some reason are really great in this corner. Um, any sort of shiny gold stuff that reminds okay so hang on so i have to interject real quick because what Uh i know about the bagua is that each well yeah feng shui each area has i do know this from before our conversation see very basic a color a theme and an element does it also have a crystal or is it, it's just elements, right? Elements, colors, and themes. Is that right? They don't technically have crystals like in traditional feng shui, but you can assign crystals to certain areas of your home, which is what yeah. I do. Yeah. So I think like anything that correlates with what a crystal would represent as money could go in the prosperity corner, correct? Right. So like crystals that are good for manifesting money go into the prosperity corner in my house. So Fool's gold, also called pyrite, is a great manifestation of money crystal. So I always put mine in that corner of the room. Yeah. Or malachite is a really good crystal um, that could go there too. I'm looking at my prosperity corner right now, actually, (laughs) Um, because this is my door. And so the left would be my corner, corner of my office, which is, and so you said you could do your whole house. You said you could do one whole room. Mm-hmm. I also know like if you can't do the room, like if your layout is just for whatever reason, not conducive to that specific um, element or w- color or whatever, you can even do your desk, right? Like I know yeah. I've, I've been able to do that before as well. Just you do can even one do your space. car. You can yeah. do your car, you can do your desk. 
Um, the desk works great because it's already a rectangle, so you can break it, divide it into the bagua really nicely because there's nine squares in the bagua. Yeah. And so, for example, in your desk, like the back, the far left corner when you're sitting at your desk, that would be the prosperity corner that we're talking about. So that's where you could put, um, like whatever books represent wealth to you or a picture of you with your favorite, um, I don't know, like mentor about making more money or you can put your little um, like golden ticket there or whatever, like things that represent wealth and abundance go there. And I have a hack for, um, for the money corner, the wealth prosperity corner. The element is wood for that corner. And Mm -hmm. I actually have a money tree in that corner because it represents money and it's made of wood. So there's like a twofer. Right. Um, and they're like $4 if you go to Home Depot or like your nearest nursery, you can get them super cheap and just let them flourish in your space. Nice. Um, and the health of the plant actually represents something too. Like if it's dying, right. you want to get a new one. Anything <laughs> dead is really bad chi and feng shui. Yeah. Like it's really, really bad to have dead stuff in your house. Even if you're like, oh, look at these twigs. They're so pretty. Like, no. Yeah, not true. keep those in your house. Like they are really bad, especially it's if it's like the health area of your house and you have like this big dead plant. Like, what do you think that says about your body? Not great things. Right. So get that out of there, put something fresh in there and yeah, take really good care of your plants because their health is going to be a reflection of your health and vice versa. This is a question that I actually do have about the map. So mm-hmm. in the center of the map, the health area is health and well-being the color mm-hmm. is yellow orange and brown i have a question because mm-hmm. this is the only one that doesn't have an element as far as i know and usually in most rooms that's probably like an open space right so what can we do in that area to really help it flourish because i know in every room in my house in the center is usually like open <laughs> yeah I, yeah because in the center of the room you don't usually have stuff unless you have like a yeah. coffee table or something and i'm not so, getting a yellow rug so don't right you don't have to go that extreme you never want to override your personal taste with feng shui so if you're gonna like do something just for the sake of feng shui but then you think it looks so ugly and it makes you hate your house like don't do that bad idea yeah (laughs) that's not gonna help at all but honestly the biggest thing you can do with the health area which is the center of your home and the center of any room Mm -hmm. is to just keep it really clean and to not use it as like a storage space. So that's like the number one mistake that I see is people use like an ottoman in their family room to like store stuff. And that's usually the middle of the room. And that's going to translate into having kind of like clogged health or maybe like more weight on your body than necessary. Um, It's just not great. It's best to just keep it really clean and really light. So energy can just flow really well in that. Now, I wonder if sunlight would count as the yellow color. Um, Do you think? I mean, sunlight is good in really any regard. You can't go wrong with sunlight in feng shui. (laughs) Because I just wonder, like, how can, I don't know if anybody has any ideas. Numbers, shapes. Yeah. Yeah. If you get really in depth. Has a color, a Mm -hmm. shape, a number and an element that will help to either activate it and then usually the opposite of those hurt that area. So we're not going to go so in depth today because we have like 45 minutes to talk about feng shui, (laughs) but like activating your health center, you could even put something yellow 
um, and you can hide it like under the coffee table, like a little yellow okay. crystal or something. It doesn't have to be showing for it to activate the space. Right. So you can hide things around your house to activate certain feng shui points, which is what I do. So what I like to do is I will write affirmations that are in accordance with each section of the house and then put them in little golden envelopes and then like tape mm -hmm. them inside of cabinets or under tables. Or oh, that's the cute. And then my affirmations are activating that area of my life in that area of my home. And this is oh, something that's cute. I learned from um, Marie Diamond, who is like a feng shui expert and guru to the stars. And she has an amazing, amazing, amazing feng shui course. And that's, this is how I got obsessed with feng shui was from taking her course. And she teaches you how to do these affirmations and then put them in all these different areas of your home to help mm -hmm. activate the energy there. And it's so cool. So I'm going to link to the course in the show description. Definitely check it out. But it's a really fun practice to do, even with the whole family. That's cute. And yeah, it's something you can start like now. Like you don't have to be like an expert. You don't have to get all a whole bunch of equipment or like, what do I need to buy for this corner? Just get some sticky notes that are the right color and go to town. Seriously. Like right. that's so cool. You can get like multicolor sticky notes and then cut them out in the shape that represents that area. And then write the number at the top that activates that area and then put your affirmations and then stick it in that area. And then you're good to go. We seriously love telling you guys things you can start doing now that are so easy and that fits every, that checks every box. So you better start it. Um, <laughs> Speaking of things that are so easy that you should start now. Yeah. If there is anything that is interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals, definitely check out BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a service to help match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And why I say it's about feeling good now is because you can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. Um, so this is online therapy. It's a great, great service. There's a broad range of expertise available, which um, may or may not be locally available in many areas. So that's cool if you don't necessarily live in a city with a lot of great therapists. Doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Now you can access them worldwide, which is amazing. And you can be in touch with your counselor I mean, when I was doing it, I had a session with my counselor once a week, but then sometimes we would message back and forth through the week if I found something cool or she had a resource for me or if I needed help with anything. Um, BetterHelp is so great. They're committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that they make it easy and free to change counselors if you needed to. So let's say you don't love your counselor, you can switch at any time um, to find a better one that you're more matched with. Yeah. You guys know as well as we do that your mind can be your biggest help or your biggest hindrance when it comes to your overall well-being. So might as well keep it in tip-top shape. You guys want to go to betterhelp.com slash vibin. That's betterhelp.com slash V-I-B-I-N and get 10% off your first month with just by being our listener because we love you so much. Once again, betterhelp.com slash vibin to get 10% off your first month. Yes, ma'am. Cute. Love I it. love this conversation. So can I really quickly just tell people like as somebody who's very, very beginner still with feng shui, like stuff that I've started to do? Yeah, like, I think that's a great idea. I feel like, okay, I'm the woman of the house, but I have a lot of people around me all the time who also have their stuff and energy in the rooms. While it is, you know, great energy, it's not mine all the time. This office is the place that I know that is all mine all the time. So this is where I've really dedicated a lot of my feng shui stuff. 
Um, and eventually I plan and hope to allow it to flow out into other rooms of the house, but this is what I'm focusing on. So I know that from the door, the, 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 the space where my window is directly across from me is my red fame and reputation, right? So that's like exactly what it sounds like, fame and reputation. The element there is fire. So that's where I burn my candles. That's where I burn my sage um, because it's fire <laughs> and, and that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. So red um, and orange represent fire, which activates the fame and reputation area, which is directly across well, it's in the middle of the back wall. So if you're right. entering the room, you see a wall in front of you um, in the back. And then in the middle of that is your fame and reputation area. So that's a great place to put pictures of yourself or your certifications yeah. or things that you want to be known for. I have, um, yeah, so I have my, anything like fire or smoke is what I've heard. So I have my candles there, which actually is like an orange. I have my mm -hmm. Um, my salt lamp, which burns, I guess, through a light bulb. Does that mm -hmm. count? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I'm just like kind of doing as much as I can back here to reflect the fire element and the red, um, the red element as well. Um, now I also, what else did I do here? Oh, my career is directly behind me, mm -hmm. right? The back wall, right next to the door, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. the color is black. The element is water. So I have my, actually I have my imagery certification, which is a black and it has a, a picture of an iceberg on it. So it's black with an iceberg. I feel nice. like that's perfect. <laughs> um, and what else did I have back there? You know, what's funny is I did have a fountain there for a minute, but it didn't, it stopped working. So my, because it's water, I felt like that would be the perfect place back here on my bookshelf. So that's what I'm going to do. And I got it at like Michael's. It was $5. It was just a little cute little, like, I don't know. Um, Eastern, I guess, themed fountain, but it was super cute. And what else? Knowledge and spirituality is this corner here, which is the back left corner. Well, right? it's like if you enter into the room and then you make a yeah. hard left. Yes. It's okay. That corner. Um, I got to work on that corner because I'm not seeing the color's blue and I don't really see a lot of blue there. The element is earth. Again, not a lot of earth stuff there. <laughs> So like just going off like the map and what I know, I know that there's work to be done, but every little bit helps. True? Yeah. I mean, the great thing about feng shui is that you're just living your life with more intention because you're saying, yeah. I'm placing this here to represent this in my life, mm -hmm. to activate more of this in my life, to cultivate more of this in my life. And it's a factor of your intention setting through your space, but also your space feeling better, that helps you to manifest so much better when yeah. you're using feng shui that feels really good. Um, and speaking of that knowledge corner that you're talking about, that's a yeah. really great place to put books um, and yeah, plants because earth, but earth can also be represented by like terracotta, clay. Um, mm, so even mm -hmm. like a plant in like um, a pot, just one of like the like clay pots. Um, those are really good. Also, it's saying the shape is a square. So anything square in that area is good. Um, yeah. And oh, I have color. some square picture frames over there. Perfect. And if they're yeah. like, okay. They're made of wood. Say, 
Oh, that's not. That's not uh, yeah, I was going to say that too. I was like, <laughs> oh, wood frame, but wood is not like important. I do have an aloe plant here in the window that probably doesn't need as much sun as I'm giving it. So I can just put it right back there and that will solve that problem of the earth because there's a lot of dirt in there. <laughs> it's a lot of dirt. <laughs> earth, earth, dirt, you know, whatever. But basically now, what you want to do in feng shui is look at the bagua, put it over your house and then put it over each room and then yeah. activate all the areas in accordance with the bagua. And just make sure that there's nothing in your house that feels really bad or that you really dislike or that's super unfunctional or broken or leaking. Mm-hmm. Anything broken, leaking, not working, this is all really bad for feng shui purposes yeah. because it's a it's like the chi is not flowing properly um things aren't working properly um, and you're giving permission for that blockage so by right. getting it's rid like, of it it's like yeah. you going against your own boundary like mm-hmm. having something broken in your house for so long when that's not something that's enjoyable for you or serving you yeah do you know a lot about the white area which is okay when you're when you walk in it's like the middle of the right middle children and middle creativity of the, yeah what is that what is that children is that if you want to manifest children because so, I'm out of my ears I'm good yeah so that <laughs> section can represent like let's say if you were trying to have a baby that would be a good section to activate but also just like Play, not creativity, that. probably. It also just has everything to do with creativity. Yeah. And, and it's like letting almost like soul play. childlike creativity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be trying to have a baby to activate your children and creativity area. If you have a creative job, that's a really important area for you. If you just want yeah. to experience more fun, loving creativity in your life, that's a good area for you. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Like a lot. That's to me, you know, if you're not trying to have kids that could represent like your soul play. Like mm-hmm. what do you do to like really embrace your inner child or your soul? Or if you have like a cat or something, that's where you can put like the cat's toys because mm-hmm. your cat's kind of like your kid and any type of like toys in the creativity <laughs> area are actually really good for feng shui. Good. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Or a dog or sense. something like that. Yeah. Children. Interesting. I think we should talk a little bit about feng shui the home office. Because I feel like everyone is probably working from home more, or a lot of people are at least. And even if you're not, Mm -hmm. you can apply this to your office at work. But the office, you want to think of yourself as the king or queen of your space. And this is first going to start with how you set up your desk and where you're sitting. I know you're probably going to tell me to move my desk, but... (laughs) There's a window. I know. Right for, there. For you, it makes more sense because we film this podcast and you need lighting and stuff. So <laughs> I need you good have lighting. to face your desk, not in the way that I'm about to say that you're supposed to. But like you said, you can still see the door from where you're sitting. So yes. that's the cure. Um, but number one, it's really great to have a chair that has a high back because this is going to make you feel safe and secure and As like demonstrated here. Yes. And it's going to make you feel like no one can like stab you in the back or like come up behind mm-hmm. you or anything like that. And everything in, in feng shui is a metaphor. So keeping that in mind, um, obviously someone's probably not really going to come into your office and stab you in the back while you're working. Betrayal or like But it could represent, or- yeah, like business deals falling through or partners being unfaithful or whatever. Um, not to say that if you have a low back chair, your whole career is going to fall apart. But if you're trying to activate your feng shui, it's best to have a high back chair because that feels the most safe, secure, protected, and ultimately regal. 
So high back is good. I mean, I feel pretty regal. What can I say? <laughs> I got fur. I feel like Game of Thrones up in here. Go ahead. You look like Game of Thrones too. <laughs> so yes, you want to have a high back. Also, you want to be able to see the door, like how we said before. So really, let's say if your office is a square, you walk into the door, your desk should be opposite of the door and you should be sitting facing the door, but you normally don't want it directly in line with the door. So if the door is like on the right side of the wall, then you would put your desk maybe in the middle of the opposite wall because the chi coming in from the door, you don't want it to run directly into your desk unless you do. But the more space between your desk and where you're sitting in the front door, the better because it's like, think of how the king and queen set up their castle. Like if someone from the town wanted to present a gift or ask something of them, they would have to walk down this long corridor through the big doors to get to this person in charge, right? That's how you want your office to feel. Like you're the boss, you're in charge, you're the king or queen of your space, your back is covered, people have to come to you, you want to be able to see the inflow and outflow of opportunity, which is the, represented by the door. And then look at the bagua and activate the different areas in accordance with the bagua. So on your desk, let's say, we already said the left far corner is prosperity, but the right far corner is love, marriage, sensuality. So that would be like the place to put the picture of like you and your partner, you know? Um, or yeah. like children and creativity, you can put the picture of them like on the wall that correlates to the children and creativity area, you know? So yeah. there's different places for everything, like your plaques and awards and things. Those can all go in your fame and reputation area. Um, your family, there's a family area. That's where you can put pictures of you and your family. Knowledge and self-cultivation, that's where you can put all the books that have to do with your job. And then career and life path. That's going to be, let's say if you set up your desk properly, like how I said, you're sitting far from the door, facing the door. In the middle of that wall where the door is, the, the door might be in the middle or it might be on either side. That's your career and life path area, mm -hmm. which is represented by the color black, the element water, the number one. The shape there is like a free form undulating thing. And also another good color for there is blue. So this is like how blue am I or black to, for the back part. Yeah. Oh, like how am I supposed to activate this? I'm not going to paint the wall black. You know, I can't put a fountain in my office. Something that you can do, which is something I did in my living room, because this is in this section of my living room is my career and life path um, area. I got this cool watercolor picture of like a blue shape, but it's like an undulating shape. So it's blue, which is activating the water, and it's a free form shape, which is activating the shape. So it's just a really pretty picture of yeah. art that's doing a lot of activating in my career area. Yeah. And like I said, too, if you don't want to, I'm not getting a black bookcase. It's not happening. But luckily, my accolades from work, which have to do with my career, are black. Like I have two of these that are mm. reflective, which also they say, you know, glass or anything that reflective like this can activate the water element too. Uh -huh. um, shiny stuff, so shiny like have, water. Yeah. So I have a couple of those and like I have my, my imagery certification, which has an iceberg on it and it's black and it has the ocean. So it's like 
you can do things if you have that space to kind of offset if you don't want to go full black or if you don't really have a lot of stuff every little yeah, bit helps. just get creative get or creative. like we said sticky notes hidden sticky notes can hidden go anywhere <laughs> i have a question yeah i'm raising my hand yes um what is there a best place or an ideal place to put your like dream board or your vision board because i know that that's huge with manifesting i love vision boards so is there a place on the bagua that would go best with that great question it depends on what you're trying to manifest with the vision board. Mm-hmm. So, well, there's different things you can do. For example, my father has a vision board of all the stuff that the money from his career is going to buy him, like dream homes, dream business opportunities. So it's very like money related. So his is in the prosperity corner of his office. So he can look at it every day while he's working and be like, this is what I'm working towards. You know, these are the goals. But my sister is really passionate about traveling. So she put all these images on her ceiling. So every morning when she wakes up, that's the first thing that she sees is her whole vision board of travel and this lifestyle. And it's basically like a Pinterest board, but on the ceiling. (laughs) Yeah. So it's the first thing she sees every morning to get her like psyched for the day and just pumped about life. So it's really up to you. I would say if you're trying to manifest like this dream relationship and you created a vision board, like put that in the love area, um, in the romance area. Um, so what if it has to do with everything? Cause I know some people put mm-hmm. everything they want on a Like mine personally is mainly about, um, my business and kind of like your dad's, like everything mm-hmm. I'm able to do with my business flourishing, um, mainly with my business. So for that one, it's actually in between my money, my abundance and my fame and reputation, which is interesting. So I would probably want to put that back here. Right. I mean, my career area. Yeah. You could put that in your career section or anywhere where you're going to see it a lot. Like I'm literally looking at it right now. It's really, I put it there specifically because that's where my eye line goes all the time. So maybe, maybe that would be using your intuition to like get the naturally best feng shui going. Yeah. So I like that though. If you are trying to manifest romance or your ideal relationship, you want to put it in the corresponding corner. But if it does have a little bit of everything, do you put it in the middle of your floor? I mean, no, I wouldn't put it on the floor. I feel like then you're going to be stepping over it. That's a bad metaphor to be shitting on your dreams all the time. So so I know from like a hypnotherapy standpoint and subconscious, actually, like you should put it somewhere you can see it all the time. Like I love your sister's idea of putting Mm -hmm. it. So it's the first thing she sees when she wakes up and the last thing she sees before bed, because we know the subconscious is the most receptive before you go to sleep and after you wake up. Um, would that be something you should do then is just put it somewhere in your eye line? Cause that's what I would tell clients to do. Yeah. I mean, put it wherever it feels best at the end of the day, it's about making your home feel good to you. Mm-hmm. So don't do stuff that's super weird. That feels off. <laughs> <laughs> do stuff that feels good. Like super for me, weird. I don't like how handmade posters look in my house. Cause my house is very like fancy and like refined. So I Hang on. What do you mean? Like- handmade. Like I wouldn't make a vision board and then put it up in my house. Like I would never display a vision board. I would maybe keep it like in the closet where I'm going to see it, but not where it's like 
everywhere and it doesn't match anything but that's just because I'm like that like yeah I'm like my mom like she wouldn't even hang like our pictures that we drew in school like on the fridge like no magnets on the fridge no (laughs) pictures on the fridge like that shit's ugly like we'll frame it and like put it in your room or like I'll take a picture of it and like I'll keep it forever but it's not going up on the fridge (laughs) that is so funny my mom's an interior designer so everything has to be very does your mom is, is your mom into feng shui Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, I love it. Yeah, we're both like feng shui nerds to the max. And then we feng shui, we feng shui nerd out like together. And we actually took the Marie Diamond course that I was recommending mm-hmm. earlier together. Like we did it as a family, really. And it was super fun because we That's feng shui fun. the whole house together. This is when I was still living with them. And um, we had so much fun like feng shuiing everything oh. and then coming up with different ways to like activate each area. And it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. And that's the thing, like, Finding ways to activate these certain parts on the map will activate them in yourself as well, which feels mm-hmm. amazing. Um, and all we ever talk about is ways to feel amazing. So this is a perfect yeah. fit. This is a great time in the year to do this because we just had an eclipse. Yeah. And eclipses are a really good time to set intentions for the next six months to the next mm-hmm. year. So right now is a really important time to start setting your intentions for the remainder of the year. We're at the halfway point. Basically, it's the summer solstice here in um when we recorded this. So yeah, <laughs> when we're recording this and this is going to go out in a few weeks, so it'll still be relevant, but yeah, it's a great time to function your home. We're spending more time there than ever. It's a really important time to set intentions during the year right now. And it's just a great way to like cultivate more of what you want in a fun, creative and feel good yeah. way. And also I'm sure a lot of us are feeling generally powerless and chaotic out in the world. So why not offset some of that and make your home the opposite. <laughs> Take control yes, and feel make, the power. Make your home your center of safety yeah. and calm and empowerment and your little bubble of happiness when everything is so crazy out in the world. It's important yeah. to really make your home your sanctuary. So like some things I do to make my home my sanctuary For example, I chose a unit on the top floor of my apartment complex because everyone knows the penthouse is the best house and it's only three stories, so it's not Is that a saying? Do people say that? (laughs) I say that. Oh, okay, got (laughs) it. But the penthouse is always the most expensive one because Mm -hmm. it's the most desirable one because it has the best feng shui because nothing is on top of you. No one is stepping on you, theoretically, and you don't get the noise from the above neighbors and you have the best view and you have the best scenery and everything's just like that's like the epitome of like prosperity, right? Is like yeah, the penthouse. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, so it's so true. I'm on the top floor of my complex for that reason. I pay extra money every month to live up here because it's worth it feng shui wise. And it just feels better. And also like I keep plants and crystals all around my house. I always have the windows open unless I'm like changing or something. <laughs> I'm always keeping the back door open to get fresh air. Like everything is always clean um and put away for the most part obviously I'm like human so stuff gets messy every once in a while but oh I just had an epiphany yeah well, it's not really I I already thought of this but then I forgot and then I remembered again so here's what it is <laughs> <laughs> gotta love Lindsay huh so another thing I do that reflects water or that activates the water element back here is I keep my water bottle storage there so if when I need water I just reach back and grab it water bottles count so if you guys want to keep your water bottle behind you, it's a good idea. Go ahead. Interesting point. Yes. I would say that's a good hack. 
Um, what else? Yeah, what else? What else can we tell people about this amazing practice besides just do it because it feels amazing? I mean, honestly, it's just really fun. And if you're spending more time at home, like, why not? Make your house mm-hmm. feel the best it could possibly feel, especially like how we said with craziness happening in the world. At least your house is what you have control over and it can be your sanctuary. So, hey, let's talk about feng shui in your body. Wear, wear the color you're trying to activate for the day or something. Yeah, the lipstick color, that's a form of practicing feng shui your clothing colors um also just how you feel in your clothes you know is going to change your whole attitude and your whole day and how you feel about yourself and how other people receive and perceive you Mm -hmm. there is i don't know what the door would be on your on your body well i don't think you can apply the bagua (laughs) to your body someone should make a human body bagua But I mean, if you study acupuncture, different parts of the body correlate to different things in your life. So that's basically body. Yeah, that's true. Agua. (laughs) You study like acupuncture and acupressure points and all that stuff. Yeah, I would say let's do a show on it, but I am totally not. No, we're going to have to get get someone. (laughs) Let's get an expert to talk about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is really, I, I'm, I'm starting to think of so many other things that I need to be doing or no, let me say I want to be doing and that will really start to activate some of those elements that I haven't really paid attention to. Most, you know, like I said, I, I first and foremost, I focused on what my priorities were in each space. And now that I have those pretty much nailed down, um, I can start focusing on just well rounding, like rounding it out, you know, balancing yeah. it. Yeah. I'm like, I just love feng shui. Eventually I'll write a book on it or I'll create a course of my own or something because I'm so passionate about it and I think it's so fun. But for now, we just wanted to give you guys this hour to kind of get started on your feng shui journey. And since you're spending so much time at home to kind of just reevaluate and remove and add and just live with more intention because that's what we're all about here at High Vibe in It. So definitely check out that course in the description that I'm going to link to because that's a really great place to start. But also if you want a book, that's a really great place to start with feng shui. Um, my favorite one for beginners is called Move Your Stuff, Change Your Life, How to Use Feng Shui to Get Love, Money, Respect, and Happiness. And it's by Karen Roch Carter. Um, and it's a great book. It's really funny. It's really simple. It's very concise. It kind of yeah. covers the basics of everything. So start there. I love it. And if you guys have any fun stories about feng shui, we want to hear them um, at Patreon. So go check out our Patreon, which is where we're going to go now. Can yeah, let's go over so? to the Patreon. I have a great story about how I manifested my current partner using feng shui. Yay. They're all the tips of love manifesting. And I have an actual really funny story about my money tree, so we can Great. talk about it. Okay. Or rather, rather, money tree, the first one. <laughs> awesome. To give you a hint. Okay, let's go to Patreon. Everybody, if you haven't joined Patreon yet, uh, do it. We're so much fun to hang out with in there, and we do a lot of fun stuff, and we have a lot of bonus content and stuff waiting for you. So you can get started for as little as $3.33 a month, and it's just a really fun party and a lot of extended stuff. So come hang out with us over there. And we will see you guys over on Patreon. Thanks for listening. We hope you love this episode. If you love High Vibe in it, become a part of our Patreon family. You can support the show, see the extended version of this episode, get bonus content, and access exclusive discounts. Head over to patreon.com slash high vibe to join. We have tons of perks waiting there for you, and we're always hanging out in there. So we hope to see you inside.
Please feel free to share the show and help us spread the high vibes far and wide. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you feel inspired to leave a review, we always appreciate it. See you next week.